Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I have been looking forward to today's guest. We did an interview on his show, the Upsourced Accounting Show, a while back. It was one of the favorite interviews that I've done because we got so into the weeds and so nerdy. Our guest today is a person that I can really go deep on finances and KPIs and numbers with and really understands the relationship between finance and operations because prior to starting an accounting firm that's focused specifically on agencies, he ran finance and operations at an agency that scaled to over 50 people, had an exit. And so he's been in the weeds. So with all of that, Ryan Watson, thank you very much for being here today. Marcel, I have also been looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I am pleased that you are here. So before we jump into the weeds together uh, with our audience, I want to give yeah. you a chance in your own words to describe who you are and what you do at Upsourced and how you help agencies. Yeah, totally. So uh, obviously, um, I'm Ryan. I'm one of the founding partners at Upsourced. Upsourced, I mean, if, we, if I only used a few words, I would say we're an accounting firm for creative agencies. I'd say that's a little bit of a misnomer in that in, in uh, unlike traditional accounting firms, we really don't focus on the, the, tri- you know, the, the more classical compliance services like audit and tax. Our focus is predominantly on what I would describe as outsourced CFO services. And so, you know, really we're going to work with agencies in one of two buckets. One bucket is helping them organize the financial and in some cases non-financial data to help them make decisions and then taking that data and, and adding some context and meaning to it. So, you know, for listeners of your podcast, there's a lot of complementary natures between what we do on the financial data side and what you all do on the non-financial data. Yeah. And and this is one of the things that I really appreciate about you and your perspective is I think you acknowledged a lot of the shortcomings that financial data typically has as it relates to strategic decision making. And you've adapted your firm to round out your service offering to compensate for some of those shortcomings, either by bringing in non-financial metrics like utilization, average billable rates, which are some of the things you look at with clients and being able to facilitate conversation around the numbers. Because as you know, depending on whether you're doing cash or accrual based or how your accruals are being done, what the methodology is there, what the structure of your chart of accounts is like, it can make it such that you need a conversation around those numbers. Otherwise, they might be misleading. So I really appreciate that about your perspective. And I'm excited to dive in today. Totally. Love it. Me too. Let's do it. All right. So you have been through a scaling experience yourself, and you've taken a lot of clients through that experience as well. And I think the frame for today's conversation is, you know, I think there is a lot of messaging out in the industry. Um, You know, we both, I think, struggle with this. You go and you read a blog post and it's telling an agency owner that there's 25 different KPIs that they need to be measuring at all times. Otherwise, they're failing to run their business. And there's these arbitrary benchmarks and certain ratios and numbers that you need to hit. Often within the blog post, I've noticed this, um, they're not even consistent with each other <laughs> within the post. Like, I'm I like, well, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Nobody did the math. There, these two things don't align. 
And so what we end up with, I'm sure you have this conversation a lot too, is uh, an insecure agency owner that gets on a call with us and they're like, oh, I know I'm underperforming. And it's this really like negative self-talk about we're failing in all these different areas. We're not hitting all these benchmarks, but there's no context. And they're just struggling to get any value out of all the time and energy that goes into measuring things and not really able to reconcile the right numbers, the right way to think about those numbers to the context that they're in as a business. And so I want to let's open up that conversation. What has your experience been um, in terms of finding agency owners that are trying to improve the way that they measure the business and some of the mistakes and traps that they're falling into that are really working against them? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you 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 kind of hit the nail on the head earlier in that in that uh, preamble. As you know, I, I'm I'm listening to you and I'm 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 have got a lot of deja vu because I experience this all the time. We we often get, you know, either it's an existing client of ours that that we've been working with for a while and has has found themselves in st- struggling, or a brand new client and they'll have you know printed off this blog post and they'll come and they've got this 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 very strong desire to say, oh, okay, well, we you know we need to be managing or we, we you know I need to be managing to this like dashboard of 15 KPIs or whatever it is, right? I read this post that says we should be doing these things, and and ultimately, I mean, not to say that this is the only trap that I find, but one of them is 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 that, and it's you know my my reaction is yes, definitely those are 15, 20 KPIs for sure, but the reality is, should you be managing to all of those right now? In all likelihood, definitely not. In all likelihood, there's probably just one or two things that matter right now, one or two things that matter right now. And your focus should be exclusively on those things. And and I say that for a couple of reasons. One reason is, again, you alluded to the agency owner that's feeling downtrodden and, and, and bummed out. And again, when you're looking at this sea of red, you, you, your, your natural inclination is to bury your head in the sand. I mean, we see this in clients who cancel monthly or quarterly or, or I'm sorry, weekly meetings with us because they just don't want to face this, this data. Right. And, and well, that doesn't do anybody any good. Now, now we're moving backwards and not forwards, but it just, it's this highly emotional thing. And, and so, um, what we have found is that, the most important thing an agency owner can have is momentum. Like there's just nothing more important. When you have momentum and the wind is at your back, things feel like an inevitability. Like improvement across whatever your thing is, it feels like just a function of time, right? But you can't build momentum when you're trying to fight a war on like 10 fronts, which is what that dashboard of the 10 or 15 KPIs is creating. It's creating a war on 10 or 15 fronts. Meanwhile, these things are all related. Like this cape, you know, if you have a gross margin, I mean, if you have a utilization problem, you also have a gross margin problem. You also have a net margin problem. What are we trying to fight all of these at the same time for? Let's focus on one thing and build consistent progress so we feel good. And let's also focus on the, the highest leverage thing, right? Like ultimately, if we have a gross margin problem and the highest leverage cause of our gross margin problem is our utilization problem, great. Let's just start there. That's not to say that's the only challenge that we have, but once we're on the other side of solving our utilization problem, the picture's going to look different, and our our prioritization can take place. Our reprioritization can take place after that. So, anyways, that's just a long-winded way of us of me saying distraction and negative talk can be really challenging, and and by focusing, we can start. By we can start to create just a little bit of momentum and change like the emotional tide, which hopefully changes the performance tide. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, 100%. And I see it all the time. I, I'm so glad we're talking about this. A mentor of mine once said something really profound to me. I didn't realize how profound it was at the time, of course, because I was young. Um, <laughs> but then as I as it grew on me like mold, so to speak, and it was the simple message of overwhelm is just a lack of clarity. Mm. And as I went through my life, I realized and I, I had moments where I was feeling overwhelmed and I sat down and I just journaled for a few minutes or I got organized or I reviewed all the things I had going on and deprioritized stuff, I realized just how truthful that is. Totally. And I think that that is one of those reactions that we sometimes have as agency owners when we feel that something's not going well, we conflate measuring everything and adding complexity and, and trying to be precise with accuracy yeah. and clarity, but it actually ends up working against us a lot of the time. But yeah. there's also a certain degree of mastery that's required. I think you and I maybe take this for granted sometimes where we've seen it so many times that we look at a situation, we have a five minute conversation with someone, we know immediately what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not that way for them. And so I think that's a big part of the reason why the initial reaction to something's not going on and I don't know what's up is to try and measure everything. So yeah. for somebody that's in that state, what's the recommendation on how they can start to work backwards to a simpler framing that allows yeah. them to find that clarity and move forward? Yeah, gr great question. So, um, you know, we, we have a couple of frameworks. These are not like <laughs> these are not like completely unique uh, ways of thinking about the world. It's just our way of trying to organize these concepts uh, to, to make them just a little bit more uh, consumable. So we, we talk with our clients about a couple. The first is what we describe as the life cycle of agencies, which we can talk more about. But overall, what we've done is said, look, Agency, you know, we've, we, we have over 100 marketing agency clients. We have seen this movie very many times. And so the reality is agencies at different stages of their maturation have very similar challenges and therefore have very similar priorities, right? So we, we divide these into what we call create mode, which is your classic zero to one and, and, and that in the Peter Thiel uh, context, but also in like zero to one million. So zero to one million is create mode, getting the thing off the ground. Then what we have is is build mode, which I'll come back to because that's where a lot of these challenges live. Build mode is what I what I describe as the agency sort of after that first inflection point around a million up to let's say three to four million in revenue. That's build mode. Um, and then on the other side of build mode, we have what we call grow mode, which is let's say that three to four million inflection point up to you know call it eight to ten million. And on the other side of that, we call scale mode. And this is a this is a big business that would like to be a really big business. Anyway, we we've, we've organized those in these stages so that we can talk about how to pick the one thing that matters in each stage. And so for the build mode, that 1 million to 3 to 4 million, where the majority of, at least in our experience, where we're finding agencies that have a business, they exist, but profitability feels elusive. There's probably a variety of reasons why it feels elusive. And in that, in that realm, we believe that the game is about clearing what we describe as the hierarchy of financial needs. And so... The hierarchy of financial needs is just this thing. It's just this way of organizing KPIs away from let's attack 15 to let's attack one at a time. So the hierarchy of financial needs is just like Maslow's hierarchy where I can't worry about self-actualization until I have shelter. Similarly, we have these five steps at the bottom is solvency, right? Like can I pay my bills next week? And if I can't, then I'm not going to be particularly focused on my, my sales pipeline right now because that's not going to convert to – business 
and and revenue and an invoice and cash quickly enough to solve my solvency problem. So we're just going to put that on a shelf, right? So that's the that's the bottom, and we work our way all the way up to repeatable revenue generation. But again, ultimately, you're only on one step at a time, and we're just focused on building momentum, clearing the step, lifting our head, and then looking at the next step. So you know, we have these little frameworks that help us decide, okay, there's all these challenges. What's my one thing? What is the one thing that I need to care about in this moment? Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to paraketo.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Well, as you know, on this show, we like to get tactical. So if we could, let's let's double click on that hierarchy of financial needs. I'd love to start there. Yes. What is kind of the, the quick run through of where it starts and where it ends I'll, as yes, you I'll kind of get through, through a million? All right. I'll go through it. It'll be, uh, I'll, I'll, and then we can go into more details. But uh, so the first is um, solvency, as I described, right? Again, if I'm, if I have a cash flow crisis, then it's all hands on deck and we're just trying to convert AR to cash, or we're trying to access outside sources of cash just to keep the business alive. Uh, once we've solved our our cash crisis, if we if we are there, uh, then the second is um, project profit is what we call it, but it's gross margin, right? It's gross margin. So gross margin is the next thing that matters the most. And again, you know this better than than anyone, right? If I have a gross margin problem, then I I have one of a couple of other real challenges or opportunities. One being I have a utilization problem or the other being I have a rate per hour or a revenue per head problem, right? And so if, I've, if I'm there, okay, that's where we're at and that's what we are going to focus on. Um, if we should be so, you know, if on the other side of our, our gross margin, uh, once we've cleared the gross margin step, um, then, and we can talk about clearing that. I mean, you know, b- benchmarks, are, every client's, ideal gross margin can be very different. I have some clients at 60% and that's great. I have other clients at 40% and that's also great for their type of business. Anyways, uh, after that, then I'm at uh, cash reserves. So, okay, unit economics are good. Now I need to store away enough cash to sustain the sort of highs and lows endemic to project-based cash flow, which the majority of our clients have. Uh, on the other side of, of pro- cash reserves, then now I'm looking at net profit. Um, and so, you know, operating margin, am I clearing enough net cash, uh, for this business? And then, uh, and once we've solved gross margin, this is a simple, a relatively simple exercise of operating expenses, right? It's your classic budgeting exercise. And so on the other side of operating profit, then the fifth and final, the sort of marquee, the capstone is, um, predictable revenue generation. Like, do I have some degree of machinery so I can actually predict, revenue with a reasonable amount of certainty? Do I have a, uh, a, a consistent inbound or outbound machinery? Um, and, and we would say that those, those five things are required before you're officially in grow mode as an agency. Yeah. 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 It's a great 
framework, it, it tracks perfectly to kind of what we see as well, right? You, you've got to get that foundation in place first. It's like, if you're going to run out of cash, the business is going to die. So that's like life and death yeah. situation. Yep. Gross margin sets the foundation without that. Everything's going to feel hard. And of course, this is the conversation that we have every week where there's all these sure. symptoms and they all lead back to like, you just fundamentally don't have gross margin. But once you get that in place, then you can start lifting your head up and it, totally. it's, it's perfectly aligns to this Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? It's like, once you're not once you don't have cancer, basically, as a business, which is like yeah. every time we sell something, we're already failing because our gross <laughs> margin's not good. We're then you can lift your head up. Start. Yeah. Totally. And start doing these things that are like that optimize, right? Having cash reserves, being able to weather the storm, being able to look yeah. forward. Um, so it tracks really perfectly. How does that align to, you know, some of these different revenue benchmarks that we see agencies getting stuck at? Oh, you mean like in terms of like revenue size? Yeah. So how, yeah. as a as a company starts to progress, what's been your experience on how that changes the outlook yeah. and the focus? Well, that's a good question. I mean, so you know, we we n- none of these none of these are, are perfect, and there's exceptions all over the place. Like I have some some clients in the like one and a half two million area who have really genuinely cleared all five. But in my experience, it, it you know your your two to three million dollar agency is often still working their way through these things. I. Just personally, have not seen a, a. I have not seen many. Maybe I have seen one, but I can't think of a good example. An agency who has cleared that like three-ish, three four million dollar growth or AGI range, without having predictable revenue growth. In other words, by relying on organic referral, sort of like incidental revenue generation. I, I think there's an obvious ceiling on how large this business can get. And I haven't seen one eclipse the three to four million. And and so, you know, in our experience, once you've cleared the hierarchy of financial needs and you're at that three million, things feel good. It's like, wow. I mean, like we're rocking, we're cranking. I can't imagine anything slowing us down until until it does stop, until things start to break. And and we we have, um, gosh, I mean, I, I, I can think of a half a dozen clients in the last six months who have all experienced this exact same emotion around this three to four million where it's like oh my gosh we were do we were doing so great and now things are just getting so much harder clients are are, well i'm feeling tension with my team clients are churning and and our read of this and marcel i'll be very interested in your take as well but our our read of the primary cause of this is the core leadership team right that ultimately got you through that that grow or that build mode stage is now increasingly degrees of separation away from the actual work that's getting performed, right? There, there's several layers removed and, and they are in some cases a bottleneck and, and they just, it's the business is now just too big for that owner or that couple partners to bear hug all the service and all the decisions. And what is required is that next level of leadership, the deputies within the organization to be, delegated to, held accountable to, incentivized to drive the vision and the goals of the business. And and ultimately where we come in is okay, well now we have we need to it's we need to manage this business not as one, but in disaggregations, right? Either through portfolio managers who have a suite of clients and they're held to maintaining some kind of margin or through departments like the design department or the development department. And these leaders need to have to be empowered to make decisions to, to hire their team if they need to, but ultimately to be held accountable to whatever the goals of the organization are. And that that is really a rocky evolution. It's a very rocky change. 
And um, and so again, ultimately, that's where a lot of the focus shifts at that like three to four million inflection point. Yeah, it's absolutely the same experience that we've had. And I find that you know, of course, there's two things that are hard about. Well, there's more than two things, but generally speaking, there's two things that are hard about that transition. The first is like the leadership aspect of that, which is, you know, it involves hiring uh, a different type of person a lot of the times it involves a changing your leadership style it involves letting go of things like there's a lot of psychological leadership team dynamics that have to get worked through and that stuff is all very nuanced and, and challenging for the organization and for the leadership team and then what we've seen is it requires you to empower people with data that generally hasn't existed before and the complexity of that data goes through the roof because now you're having to thoughtfully determine these segmentations right and create sets of data that are relevant to each department and no two agencies look the same so it's up to you to determine what are these segmentations what are the naming conventions what data are they going to have access to do we want to do full open book management or are we going to use an alternative framework that allows us to empower them with visibility without crossing over that line and what I found is that so many firm owners don't have enough confidence in their own numbers to yeah. be able to show it to their team. Like they, they don't even really understand it well. So they're like, well, how am I going to open this up to the team? And it becomes a big blocker. At least my my perspective is obviously biased because I talk to people within that lane. But that's been you know my experience. Well, I I I totally agree. And 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 I mean, I would say like if I were to I mean to go even broader, like overall the 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 biggest challenge. And you described one of the reasons, but there are probably many, is that the biggest challenge is that, okay, you might have decided, yeah, no, 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 I'm doing this. I've got I've got a content head and I've got a development head and we're like running it. But ultimately, these people are leaders in name only, right? Like you've you've kept all of the information close to the vest. You're still either making all the decisions or you have this like super veto where like nobody's going to make an independent decision or or go out on a limb because they know you're just going to make the decision anyway and so it's it's this like failure in execution of truly saying like okay no 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 you all are the leaders and this is what it means and rather than you know dictating to them exactly how to do their job and they're just sort of like a uh, you know a proxy for you giving them the autonomy to make choices and having like a good feedback loop where you can meet and talk about how it went and then talk about what you want to do differently the next time like that's the thing that is really missing it's it's people think and this isn't a this isn't like an it, it's a it's not an accusation of among people it's just a it's very easy to underestimate how how much work goes into truly setting these people up independently for success um, and and being hands off to a greater degree than it feels comfortable. And this ties so perfectly back to the original point that we opened the episode on, which is if you're managing them and holding them accountable to a dashboard of 25 metrics that are inconsistent with one each other and are nonsensical, I mean, everyone is set up for failure in that instance. You won't know what's going on. They won't know what's going on. You won't be able to facilitate good conversation. And so it really behooves you to narrow into a framework that's simple, that can be managed towards. Yeah, it becomes so, so critically important at that. And that's exactly why I, we see so many firms, I think, get stuck at that level or they, they keep scaling past it and then receding back to it because right. they start yeah, exactly. experiencing all the gross margin problems that come with not having the clarity on those numbers as they cross over it and they end up having to keep pulling back. Totally. It's uh, it's it's fascinating how 
you know, the people that I talk to that are kind of in the same game and see it at such volumes, like the patterns are so clear. Um, and it's a, it's, it's kind of like bittersweet, isn't it? Because it's like, it's so clear to us, but I just wish that I could help everyone and uh, explain it because it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, so what advice do you have for someone that maybe is listening to this and they're resonating a lot and they're thinking like, well, great. Now you've got me feeling heard and seen with all my problems, but I still don't know what to do about it. What advice do you have for that person who's listening and wants to take a next step? Yeah, good question. Well, I mean, outside of the, um, you know, the very self-serving, oh, work with Marcel or work with us. I mean, you know, again, I, I think, uh, well, you know, a, a couple of things that I think if you're listening and you, you're feeling seen, uh, you're, you're feeling like, um, you know, I, I suspect you're, you're at one of these inflection points we described, whether you're, you're uh, at the sort of build mode, what we describe as build mode inflection point where you're, you've got an agency that's, that's there and there's demand, but you really are struggling to get any form of profitability and it feels like you're working 100 hour weeks or you've cleared that stage and you, you've, you keep bumping into the ceiling and knocking back down. Uh, the first thing I would say is take a lot of comfort in the fact that you are not alone and, and you know, dis- dispense with all the negative self-talk and, and the navel gazing and all these other agencies are doing great job. I can tell you anytime I look at a benchmark in a blog post and compare that to the median of our portfolio, there's a pretty big disconnect, okay? The reality and the ideals are very far apart. So if you feel like you are not living the ideal, you're the median. So don't worry. The second thing again is, I, I am a I am a big proponent, as you probably have heard throughout this this discussion. Is I'm a very big proponent in focus, right? And so, the 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 thing I challenge our team on every time I have a client conversation is what's the one thing before I, I don't before I hear before I look at a financial report before I hear how the client is doing and what conversation we're having with them. What's the one thing? What's the one thing that matters for this agency? And if you as an agency owner don't feel like you have a lot of clarity around what the one thing that you need to be focused on right now is, um, then look, Marcel's got a lot of content. I have a, we just put out a whole suite of content around this life cycle of agency uh, framework and how you might find yourself in it and what your one thing is. And you can find that on our YouTube channel or at upsourceaccounting.com. Um, so yeah, I mean ultimately it's it's find your one thing and 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 focus. I think the one the, the one thing I'll say when you mentioned the, the the anecdote that you got from your mentor, I I got very similar advice that that rhymed but it was different, which was, you know, I think when you're building a business, you like to look to the top of whatever mountain you're trying to build. So if you've decided I want to be a whatever it is, a 20 million dollar multidisciplinary agency, then you like to sort of build your plans, you know, linearly to that mountain. And the best advice I ever got was forget about that mountain. Just climb the clearest hill. Like you see that hill over there, it's a hundred feet tall. Just climb up to the top of that. Cause you know what, when you get to the top of that hill, the air parts, things are a little clearer. It, the path to the next hill, you can't see it down here, but you can see it there. So get there and then figure out what's your next hill to climb. So forget about like the, the destination just focus on the one thing, make that better. And trust me, the next hill will appear. So that's what I would advise. Sage advice uh, and a lot of resonance here for me. Unsurprisingly, as we we chat, Ryan, every time we get on a call, we do an interview. Uh, I just feel like we become better besties. And so I, do, I we are aligned. 
we're, we're aligned. We're aligned. Brian's not ready to commit to being besties, but he will. He will admit no, no. to being aligned. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we're besties. <laughs> we're besties. Sorry. Uh, yes. No, no. We're, just... we're besties. You you heard it here first, uh, Ryan and Marcel, besties. Uh, right. So for everyone that wants to be your bestie, where should we send them in the show notes to get access to the resources you mentioned and also follow you online? Real fast. If we're besties, though, I got to get myself one of these pair of shirts. So you're going to have to tell me where to find one. But second of all, Agreed. Um, the, <laughs> the uh, so if you want to find us, uh, again, you can see us at upsourcedaccounting.com or uh, we put a lot of content out on YouTube at upsourced on YouTube. Um, and, uh, yeah, drop us a line. We're happy to, if, even if you just want to chat about where you are and, uh, what you should be focused on, we're more than happy to jump on a call and talk to you with that Ryan Watson, the amazing, the one and the only, uh, great to have you. Thanks for being here. And we'll, we'll see you all listeners on the next episode. Awesome. Thanks. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.
So, 